Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. We have a very, very awesome show today. Today, we're going to be talking about augmented reality and some of the great things that are popping up for the classroom these days. I have a fantastic guest today from a great company called Metaverse to talk about all things AR and what you can do with it with your students. Of course, I hope you guys have having a great time. Many of us have finished off the first marking period, heading into the second marking period, looking for some great, amazing new products. This podcast is all about it. There's, of course, several great things that you can do to connect with us each and every day on the show. You can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. Email us at feedback at TeacherCast.net and check out everything that we have on our feeds over on teachercast.net slash iTunes and teachercast.net slash YouTube. I want to bring on Dimitri Shapiro today from Metaverse. Dimitri, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here today. We're talking all about augmented reality, and you've got a fantastic company that's leading the charge. You can find more information about Metaverse over at gometa.io. That's G-O-M-E-T-A dot I-O. Um, let's just kind of start with the basics here. Um, what is augmented reality? <laughs> Isn't that uh, one of the current... Uh mysteries of, of the hour. Um, well, so if, I think if you looked at the dictionary, people would say augmented reality is sort of taking the physical world and adding some information to it. Uh, a lot of people have experienced it with Pokemon Go, mm -hmm. uh, which turned it into a game and had these virtual creatures sort of show up in the physical world. And as you walked around with your cell phone and looked through the camera, you could see these things in the physical world, these augmentations, and you can throw a ball at them and, and collect them all. Um, but certainly augmented reality, the bigger vision is it's this new layer of information that can be added to the physical world uh, that will allow sort of countless different types of applications to be, to be built on top of it. Um, and this is going to take a long time, and it's sort of a, uh, a, a profound uh, set of technologies that are really going to dramatically change our world. Tim Cook, who's the CEO of Apple, um, has been quoted, and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, but basically that the augmented reality will be as big as the, as the invention of the smartphone. And uh, I, I think he's right about that. You know, and, I, I certainly agree with that. And of course, Apple's putting a lot of resources behind that every brand new phone right now has something called ARKit. Um, I even know with my four-year-olds, we've been playing like virtual basketball and uh, all these different games where, uh, and help us out because some people haven't quite caught this on yet. This is something where you take your device and when you're looking through your device, it is your world, right? It is what you see, but AR is putting an object or a, a bunch of objects inside of your regular your world. Am I explaining that one correctly? Yeah, so imagine that you're taking a photo with your smartphone and, and you, you, know, you, you tap on your camera and, and you point your, your camera towards something in your world. You see through your phone screen that thing that you're about to take a picture of or video of. And what augmented reality does is simply add another, adds another layer on top of that and can put an object, for example, in the field of view there. And that object could be a character that you could interact with or, for example, companies like IKEA are using augmented reality to allow you to, to basically try on, if you will, their furniture 
in your own living room because through your phone screen, you can see your living room, obviously, as you point at it. And Ikea can then superimpose these images of their furniture so you could see how the colors match and how the sort of furniture matches your uh, your decor. Um, yeah, so I think augmented reality is uh, just has countless applications because as you imagine this ability to augment what you see in your field of view, then this has applications in industry and education and entertainment and commerce and literally anything you could possibly imagine. AR will dramatically, uh, pun intended, augment our world. Well, let's talk about how it's augmenting our classrooms. Is this something that... I, I mean, there's a lot of apps that are out there. Um, Erasmus is the one that I, I can think of where you, you pointed at something and something in the middle of your screen kind of happens. Is is this being used widely in classrooms today or are we still at the beginning? I, I, I know some people that are out there on Twitter that love AR, but I'm just not seeing it yet widespread. What, what, are, what are you seeing in classrooms? Is this something that you're seeing the average teacher being able to try, if not necessarily this year, maybe in two or three years? Well, we're, we're certainly seeing the average teacher being able to use it today. And we also believe that this is still the beginning. Uh, so certainly most classrooms are not using AR today. Uh, but we've got hundreds of teachers that are signing up every single day. Uh, and these teachers range from people who would consider themselves to be early adopters of technology, all the way to people that certainly would never claim to be early adopters of technology. In fact, we sort of get a lot of comments from teachers on Twitter. Um, in fact, if you want to, you can go to Twitter and search for at Metaverse app just to see the chatter that's happening about this. But, but there are so many teachers that, that sort of comment, again, I'm paraphrasing here, but like, look, I'm not technology savvy, but this thing is so easy to use and it's so compelling, compelling in my classroom that I'm just sort of going back to it over and over again. Uh, because it's just such a powerful tool. It engages the student. Um, as you know, students um, like uh, devices, mobile devices, right? Youth in general love mobile devices. In fact, I, I've got young kids here, the, the uh, two and three-year-olds, and, and they're already longing for these devices and grabbing at them and want to spend time on them. Uh, and, and obviously, these kids that are in school uh, want to spend time with these devices and therefore if you use this then as a vehicle to deliver to them nutritious learning th this is a powerful uh vehicle for for delivering these kinds of things uh so yeah i think we're at the very beginnings of this but certainly this technology is extremely accessible to just regular people any teacher uh, that's out there should be able to use it. So let's talk a little bit about the app that you've developed here. Uh, it's called Metaverse, of course, and it is available for both Android and iOS. And you've also got a product here called Metaverse Studio. Talk to us a little bit about what Metaverse is and, and, and what teachers can do with it. Sure. So the Metaverse platform, as we call it, consists of two things. One is, is a way to build these augmented reality. We call them experiences, augmented reality, interactive experiences. So you've got to create them somehow. Um, and you do that by using what we call Metaverse Studio, which is just a website you go to. You can find it at studio.gometa.io. And you create a free account and you log in and you can start creating. It's very easy to create. You don't have to write a single line of code. 
you basically arrange these little components. We call them scenes and blocks in on this uh, canvas. And uh, after watching a nine and a half minute YouTube tutorial, we've seen ten year olds do this. We've seen you know folks across every age range and in, in, in every occupation be able to pick it up and instantly start doing it. So that's the first part, which is the creator tool Metaverse Studio. The second part of that is a way to experience these interactive experiences, and that's the Metaverse app. And it runs on iPhones and Android phones and iPads and Android tablets and even Chromebooks that support um, Android apps. So basically any platform that you would find in a typical school should be able to support the, these tools. And I love the fact that it's not only for the mobile devices, but you said Chromebooks in there. There's so many schools that are Chromebooks that are hungry for this different types of technology out there. That is absolutely fantastic. When you're looking at this, do you see this more of a platform that a teacher creates to then share with their students? Or as you said, do you see a lot of 10 year olds that are making their own augmented reality for their own learning? Uh, we do, uh, and, and it's awesome. It, it's so rewarding to watch kids just play with this. In fact, we've seen kids as young as six years old wow. who actually sort of don't read, but but because this is such a visual medium, they can connect scenes together, and, and they can create these characters, and, and so it, it's really quite fascinating to watch. So there are basically sort of three modes that we see being used in the classroom today. One is I, as a teacher, can create these experiences for my class to then use. And because it takes, again, just such a short period of time, you can do these things in, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour. We're not talking like hours and hours, right? We're talking minutes. And, and so I can create things and then, and then mesmerize my class, you know, captivate my class, get them interested in the subjects we've been learning. So that's sort of mode one. Another mode is I can use, uh, so teachers in Metaverse like to share the work that they've done. So if I as a teacher create something, I typically make it public and allow everybody else to use it as well. And so you can just go in as a teacher and find work that, find experiences that other teachers have made, and then simply use those. And, and so that's, there are now hundreds of those that you can find across all grade levels and, and uh, subjects. And then the third way is to allow your students themselves to demonstrate their learning and understanding and creativity by creating these experiences and then sharing them with their friends and the teacher and, uh, and sort of playing around with that. With everything that's going on right now in that space of AR and the fact that it's, you know, I, I, it's still relatively new. I mean, the Pokemon Go thing was a huge success. And of course, they've just announced that they're going to try to build the same concept, I guess, in a Harry Potter world. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing where that one goes. What do you see as the as the beginning of this? I mean, like I said, we're just now getting phones that can handle this, that can create in this. Uh, can you project five years down the road? <laughs> Is it fair to project uh, five years down the road? I don't know. I, I well I I do like to uh, I I do like to imagine these kinds of things. So I, I think I'll, I'll take a stab at. It. Um, a, as we talked earlier, um, this technology is a generic technology. It will have applications across anything we can possibly imagine. Every sector will be touched uh, by it. 
specifically in education, uh, what we're already seeing is is sort of this feeling of um, being able to get the student's attention and creativity and, and sort of maintain it, to keep it, uh, to be able to get the student to, to pay attention, to be present, to interact rather than sort of or, you know, sort of partially fall asleep while the teacher perhaps is lecturing. This is a very powerful um, uh, uh, mode. A and it opens up this communication channel between the educator and the student. And what goes through that channel, we're just starting to explore that right now. Mm -hmm. Certainly gamification is extremely powerful, meaning to make things feel like a game rather than sort of boring old education that some students would would call it uh and and, and in the sense to sugar the pill <laughs> as some people would say to, to make it fun to do these things so i think this is going to be a profound change in education i myself was a, a terrible student uh, i was a terrible student through high school and through college somehow as an adult i i found the love of learning and and found the right sort of mediums to be able to to get learning from but in school i simply was sort of not engaged and i believe that if this technology had existed back then uh that it certainly would have helped me a lot to stay engaged so that's an education uh beyond that uh imagine uh if every if you could take the power of google so before this i spent four and a quarter years at google uh, literally right before uh, Jonathan and I uh, started this company. Uh, and uh, I worked on a lot of different projects. And being at Google, you get access to these incredible, brilliant people who think very big thoughts. Um, and imagine having all of the power of Google, all of the knowledge of Google sort of available for you uh, within your uh, sort of peripheral vision. And so anything you look at, being able to instantly get any piece of information about it that the that the internet the knows right uh this is profound we've seen some of these things for example like the movie terminator if you remember those movies where the terminator was able to that's a little dystopian there but the terminator was able to look at things and instantly get all the information about like what is this thing i'm looking at how do i work it what is the right sort of methodology for this the, instead of having to like take out your phone and go to Google and do a pages, information available right in front of you. This is incredibly powerful. Then there's all of the stuff in entertainment, this ability to make your life entertaining rather than have to go to a movie theater and sit there and sort of passively absorb the screen. What if the mystery, what if the, the romance, what if the thriller evolves in your life where you simply walk around the world and all of a sudden you get, you get sort of sucked into this, uh, this uh, thriller and now you're having a good time doing that. So it, it, I can sort of go on and on with this. It's countless number of things that will be facilitated by this new augmentation of our reality. Well, you, you had mentioned movies, and I, I was thinking, like, obviously, a few years ago, going to a movie, putting on 3D glasses was everything. And then we had 3D TVs, and you can't walk into a Best Buy now and buy a 3D TV. Those are over. Are we going to walk into our cinema and do augmented reality, or is augmented reality going to be coming to uh, I mean I I just don't see a world where everyone's going to have to wear glasses that that just that's 
that's never going to happen. Uh, so I will partially agree with you. Uh, I think you're right on that going into a theater and putting on glasses to see augmented reality, while I'm certain that people will experiment with that, uh, is not the killer application for it. Uh, I believe the killer application or the killer plat platform is ready in our pockets and in our hands. It is our phone. Uh, I worked a little bit on Google Glass when I was at Google. I, I was the, the product manager for Google Glass social for social mm. applications on Google Glass uh, a few years ago. And even at that time when we were working on it, the sort of having this thing on your face uh, as you're talking to people, you know, SNL sort of famously did this funny skit, if you remember that. Uh, in fact, I encourage everybody to go try to find that. It's so awesome. Uh, SNL, Google Glass. That, that Yeah, look, we're, we're not there yet. You said never. I'm not sure that's true. Um, but certainly not this year. I don't think wearables on our faces uh, are, the, are the medium. Now, for the foreseeable future, we'll have this capability whenever we want it. We want, whenever we want to take our phone and look around to be able to now sort of have this new um, sort of X-ray vision that allows us to look at the world and see more than is visible to the naked eye. Mm -hmm. uh, Long term, I believe that AR and VR are actually a spectrum. And, and so VR is virtual reality, right? The submersive thing where physical reality is no longer needed because we're go going to reproduce anything we want. We're going to rebuild it. And there are some people, I don't know exactly who, but that, that start talking about virtual reality as being the final platform. Because once you reproduce the entire world, what else is there left to do? Um, it reminds me of the Carl Sagan uh, quote uh, that goes that if you truly want to make an apple pie from scratch, you must first invent the universe. But once you've invented the universe, you can make anything you want. And that's virtual reality. And I think we are on that path to get there. Well, let's, let's get away from education before we come back to it. Are, are we at the point now where a, a, a doctor, an engineer, a, a Google, somebody in virtual reality is building something out of nothing, playing with it, manipulating it, and then hitting the button on their 3D printer, and suddenly virtual becomes physical? I mean, I, are we there yet, or are we getting there? We're getting there. We're not there yet. Yeah. Today, certainly, the average physician cannot do any of these things you're describing. It requires significant amount of, of coding, uh, and even sort of the best developers out there uh, would spend a tremendous amount of time and, and, and have quite a bit of frustration uh, doing those kinds of things. But we are absolutely on our way there. I'm certain that the average person will be able to do things that today, looking at it, you know, from this perspective, we would think as being, you know, magic. Uh, because the tools are getting easier and easier and the capabilities are getting more and more uh, powerful. Well, you also just said that you see the, you know, the future is in our hands. We have our phones. And if you think about what we're talking about, the phones, you look into one end, it's using the camera on the other side. So in other words, you see through it. So I, I, I'm trying to formulate the question here. It's not, are we ever going to do AR or VR on our televisions because obviously we're not going to pick up our 60 inch TVs, but there's nothing that stops. I mean, help me here. Is there anything that stops us from using an app like Metaverse or, or, or Rasma or something and then like airplaying it to our TVs 
or our projections in our classrooms. I mean, there's there's ways to do this so you don't have 30 kids looking at an iPhone screen. They can do it in a classroom setting. I, I'm, I'm doing this in a very long way, but can you help me condense no, that no, question? No, I, I think I understand your question. So, so I, I think there are a couple of questions in there. Let me see if I can untangle them. Please. Today, we have the capability of taking these things that we see on our phone and projecting it onto our big screen TVs, right? Like, for example, Apple has this thing called AirPlay, and I can wirelessly connect what I'm seeing on my phone to a projector. And if you've got 20 devices in the classroom, any of those 20 devices can cast mm -hmm. their signal uh, onto a large screen TV or projector. This exists today wirelessly and wired. That is simply for taking what we can do on our phones and now making it visible on a larger screen. That's sort of one piece of the question. Another piece, I think, goes to that far end of virtual reality. Um, there's a, a book that was written a few years ago called Ready Player One. Uh, and uh, perhaps some of your audience has read it. In fact, I'm sure that they have. Steven Spielberg is producing a movie. Uh, it's going to be out in 2018. Uh, I think it's going to be fabulous. It's a great book. It's, it's similar to sort of like Ender's Game, if you've read that book. It's, it's meant mostly, I think, towards the teen market, but it's just a, a great book. And in it, it talks about a world in the near future where people spend most of their time sitting inside of their uh, homes in these haptic chairs. So uh, haptic means, you know, in... Uh, being able to feel things, for example, on your, on your skin and being able to control things with your, with your muscles, so integration to the, to the body. Uh, and, and goggles that are completely immersive, meaning you don't see the physical world, you simply see the virtual world. Think of it as like a helmet, like a motorcycle helmet that you put on and completely obscures your view of the physical world, giving you only that digital world. And that's where they go to school, and that is where they date, and that is where they interact and shop and, and do all those things, live their life. Now, some people look at that and say, wow, that's crazy, and that's dystopian, and sort of, you, you can come up with all kinds of things to call that, and I won't argue that any of those are false. On the other side, you can argue this incredible, somewhat utopian-ish um, scenario where now you have these incredible capabilities to uh, find yourself to be anywhere. If you think about, for example, cars and what we use cars for today, most of the transportation we do today as consumers is going from home to work and back, right? It, it's getting to our place of work. What if we didn't need to do that? What if in virtual reality, we could simply fool our brains into believing that at a moment's notice we're in our office and we're interacting with our coworkers in the same environment. In fact, we can't tell the difference between being at home and being in the office. We are incredibly close technologically to being able to facilitate that. Facebook is doing a marvelous job with this, uh, with, with Oculus and they, their Facebook platform is trying to do that. Social VR is the killer application in VR. It's not there yet, but it'll be here in the near future. So you're saying that I can take my family of five to Disney World. And while we're walking through Disney World, we could all be wearing some kind of goggles while we're walking through it. And all of us are connected to virtual Chewbacca that's going to walk up and talk to us. 
but each of us are going to have the same experience with the creature that doesn't, I mean, cause right now it seems like one device, one AR one, yeah. another, right. But, but are we at the point or are we nearing the point yet where you can do, and let's bring that back into the classroom. Johnny has AR and Sally has AR, but they're both talking to each other cause they both understand they're in the same physical space. Again, I feel like I'm dreaming here, but, but help me out with this. Can I go to Disney world and, and, completely have a social experience with creatures that don't exist. And how do I not look silly doing this? So, yeah, yes, uh, I'm going to modify it a little bit for you. Okay. Um, uh, today, you, you can absolutely be in a classroom and using your phones, have a social experience between Jimmy and Sally. Uh, even though they're in the same space, they're using their phones, they're connecting and seeing the same, let's call it, creature that has now appeared in the classroom and is teaching them. So that is possible today. Metaverse is certainly one of the platforms to facilitate that. Now, this other make one question, which is a profound one. You and your family of five don't need to walk out of your house, drive to an airport, get on a plane, and, and fly to Irvine or Orlando to go to Disney World or Disneyland. You can go and I'm, I'm doing like air quotes here, go to Disneyland or Disney World in your mind by sitting in your home and putting on a helmet. And it won't be a helmet soon. Soon it'll be just like goggles. They'll be just like sports glasses. And you'll put those on and you will believe, your brain will believe that you are literally in Disney World. You won't need to physically walk around. You will be able to walk around by by moving your fingers on a, on a um, uh, joystick or a, or, a, or a mouse, you'll be able to walk around by, by moving your feet if you want to. There'll be many ways that you could feel like you're walking or simply by sort of thinking about it and, and, and exploring Disneyland. But you won't have to go there. And yes, you will absolutely be able to meet completely uh, uh, fictitious, but incredibly real creatures, so much that they, the, the, that they will mesmerize you more than anything you've encountered in sort of the natural world, because we can, with this technology, sort of make things much more rich uh, than sort of naturally available in the world. Now, by the way, this is coming from a guy who loves to spend his time in nature, uh -huh. right? I'm constantly trying to get away and go camping and get away from technology. So I'm not preaching here and saying that this is, that this is better and, and, or, or worse. It's just a new tool in our arsenal of tools that can entertain us, education, in, educate us, and bring us closer together as a species. Oh, I mean, it's, it's amazing if you think about just the uh, you know, virtual field trips if you just take what you've just said, the concept of a virtual field trip has been completely outdone itself, right? I mean, my, my kids and my teachers right now think that using Google Street View is an amazing thing. Right. And th that's peanuts compared to the world that you just painted. I'm, I'm sitting here going, okay, that's where I'm starting to say it's possible to do this, but do you want to do this? 
Do we want to live in a world where we can just sit in our living room? And of course, I'm thinking about all those people that are in the, at the end of the Wally movies that are just sitting in chairs and they're, you know, they're, they're not getting any physical activity. And then I'm thinking, well, it takes me three hours to get through the line at the Matterhorn. And maybe I'd rather just have a virtual reality experience at Disneyland. I, I got to tell you, Dimitri, it's an amazing, amazing subject here that it, we're still at its beginning, right? I mean, can I see virtual reality Avatar 6 movie coming out? I mean, there's a ton of stuff that I'm looking forward to seeing with this. And, and I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing where it is in the classroom of stuff. The, the website, if you're interested in more information or downloading the app or checking all this stuff out, is gometa.io. That's gometa, M-E-T-A, dot I-O. Uh, Dimitri, if anybody wants to get a hold of you outside your website, what are your social channels like? How do we learn more? Um, you can email me directly at dimitri at gometa.io. Uh, I love talking to people. Uh, online uh, or in person, we, this, this is a, 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 a passion of mine. I don't just do this for work. This is what I, what I love to do. Uh, they can also find us on Facebook. We have a number of groups for, uh, one's called Metaverse Pioneers, another one's called Metaverse Teachers, but certainly just going to gometa.io and connecting through us through there, uh, you can find all kinds of resources and, and, and ways to connect with us on these other mediums. And I got to say, anybody that's out there that's listening to this, check out these resources. I, I can automatically right now picture many people listening to this going, yeah, that's cool, but that's so far above my head. The thing that I want you guys to get if you're listening to this show is this technology is out there. It's real. In many cases, it's free. Your kids can be playing with this stuff. Your kids can be creating with this stuff. You could be playing with it. This is not the technology where you say, oh, my kids know more than me. Let them go play with it. This is let your kids teach you guys how to do it. So check out everything over at Metaverse. Go meta.io, their Facebook, their Twitter, their YouTube. Absolutely fantastic. Dimitri, I'm going to try to reach out and do a fist bump with you, augmented or virtual, whatever the right word is here. Um, thank you so much for your time today, man. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much. Please come back on any time, and especially uh, as as the technology changes. We would love to keep a, keep in touch with you guys. And if you guys are out there listening to the show tonight and you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Dimitri or certainly send some questions to us. You can find us on Twitter at TeacherCast or leave me a voice message. I, I'd love to know your thoughts on this show over at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. And as we go into our, our holiday season and as we go into 2018, please reach out to us subscribe on our shows teachercast.net slash itunes teachercast.net slash youtube i'm telling you guys now we've got a great 2018 lined up brand new teachercast brand new logo brand new rebrand brand new podcast coming out in 2018 stick with us we've got a lot of great stuff going on on behalf of everybody here in the teachercast educational broadcasting network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students